0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Good morning, everyone. I am Karen Gibis, along with a new co-host, Jacques Daniel. Good morning, Jacques. Good morning, we are live here at the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Rapid City, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day. There was frost on my window, but I'm I'm going to have a Wednesday today. Yesterday was my second Monday in a row, so today is going to be at least a Tuesday, if not a Wednesday.
1: The sun is shining. You can't complain about no, that. No,
2: I can't. So, do you want to start our show off with uh, some prayer?
1: Yeah, let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen amen come Holy Spirit Heavenly Father we thank you for good night's rest we thank you for another day thank you for moisture and sunshine all the ways that you provide for us we just ask that you be with us today help us to be more attentive to the ways that you are at work stirring in our hearts and drawing us closer to you Mary most holy mother pray and intercede for us as we pray, Hail Mary, full, full of, grace, of grace, the Lord the word is, is with, with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit is of, of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners,
2: now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen.
1: Amen. Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: Well, you agreed to co-host today, and thank you for that. Um, I know that's probably not what was on your agenda for today, and the long time ago when you said, sure, I'll co-host.
1: Yeah, you know I always say yes to things and then I wonder how I got there. So, <laughs> But I'm excited. Here we're at the Mustard Seed and it's a beautiful day. And,
2: and it's going to be a great show. We have a great lineup. But before we get to our first guest, um, would you just tell our listeners just a little bit about you and what you do here in the Diocese of Rapid City?
1: Yeah, my name is Jacques Daniel. I'm the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Rapid City. And uh, so I've just uh, finished a full year of that, starting year two, and um, my job really at the end of the day is to help the youth ministers and the pastors throughout the Diocese of Rapid City to to help their young people in their parish encounter Jesus Christ, so help them to do that better.
2: And, and it's such an important job that, you know, reaching those young people, and so it's, it's amazing that um those the priests and the youth ministers have the support at the diocesan level that they do so
1: yeah i be, i became a youth minister a long time ago before i had youth and now it's uh definitely in my mind a different game now that i have a uh, a high schooler mm-hmm. a senior in the house and um, and the whole gamut so i have eight kiddos and
2: uh, and a beautiful wife who yes. is just phenomenal
1: yes She's not listening, but it's okay. It's good to say that.
2: <laughs> she might come back she and listen will, yeah. later.
1: She'll listen later.
2: My kids listen to me on the radio, <laughs> and and I've told them get your chores done, do the dishes, don't forget to do your schoolwork. You know all those things. You know only my kids would get, you know the the chore list over the radio. That's that funny. Goes out to five states. So there you go. Oh, uh, so now as you work with um, the. Uh, youth in the diocese, um, you probably spend a lot of time um, focusing um, along with the vocations department vocations director trying to foster religious um, any type of religious vocation in there and I think that that is um, really helpful in um, i guess just reaching the youth in a lot of different ways i mean it, it isn 't just here 's what you you 're going to encounter Christ now let 's move you know, okay, but maybe Christ wants to encounter you more in your life than just this one time. And so I think that having you guys, you know, be really present also helps us, um, as parents help us with our own youth, because I also have high schoolers in my house and high schoolers who are discerning religious vocations.
1: Yeah. It's been, you know, as a father and having a a kid that's ready to launch right there on the edge is, uh, is a shift, you know, I th- entered youth ministry really with the desire to just help young people encounter Jesus Christ, fall in love with Him, you know, learn to pray, and, and that has shifted over the years to, yes, I want them to encounter Him uh, in a saving way and uh, and all the good that that can bring, but uh, also to really hear whatever that specific call is, the way, the unique way that God is calling them to, to holiness and to bring about His kingdom in the world, and
2: right I and I wish I just wish that more youth had that opportunity to, to that I guess confidence booster that you know God is here right now with you and he is wanting he has a purpose just a specific purpose for you right here on this planet you know to help others get to heaven help, to get yourself to heaven and
1: yeah I always say uh, you know to Annie that there's uh, one time in period that I'd never want to go back to. And that's, uh, being a high schooler, being a young, you know, a young adult, uh, just so much confusion and, and, uh, and so much going on in life that it, uh, um, it's a challenge, you know, and to have, to have adults who care for young people and, and invite them deeper into a relationship with Christ is a change my life. And that's why I'm doing what I do.
2: That's great. Well, we have our first guest. Um, Nina. are you there? I am here. Thank you. Nina Peckren is our guest today um, for our first interview. And Nina, I just have to say this, I mean, leading up to this conversation with you is going to be great because you, um, just to like spoil it right off the bat, you have a son that's a priest. And so yes, we you had... <laughs> This this journey as with a, him as a young adult, but before we get there,
0: can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Um, I'm married to Steve, and uh, we live on the Peckner Family Ranch, located in western, west central South Dakota. Um, Steve grew up Catholic, and through his encouragement, I actually joined the Catholic Church in 1995. We are members of St. Mary's Parish of Milesville where I'm one of the organists for our parish, and I'm also a member of the teaching team for post-confirmation students at Sacred Heart Parish in Phillips. Um, I'm an alumni of the Veritatis Splendor Institute, the VSI program through the Diocese of Rapid City. So I do, I do manage to keep myself busy. Yeah,
2: that sounds like it. Now, um, Father Zane is not your only child. Do you, can you tell us just a little bit about your family?
0: Uh, yes, Father Zane is our oldest, um, and he's you know, currently serving the parishes of Spearfish, Belfouche, and the Newman Center, so it's so nice having him close to us again. Um, uh, our second child, Allison, um, is a registered nurse, and uh, she's also in Spearfish now, so uh, so she's close to us as well. And uh, our youngest, Grace, is uh, currently a freshman at the University of Mary in Bismarck. So, um, yeah, we we here on the ranch. Um, we raised cattle and a few head of horses. So, our kids grew up moving and working cows and riding horses and driving tractors and bailing hay, you know, kind of a, the, the full ranch experience.
1: That's amazing. Nina, I remember um, I had a great privilege this weekend. To celebrate Mass, to be at Mass with Father Zane, our family was up in Spearfish, and so we uh, we stopped by St. Joseph's in Sunday morning and got to be at Mass with him. But uh, I, I was in that moment remembering him as a as a seminarian when I first met him, and I'm um, just thinking about this interview today and uh, wondering, from your perspective, what his uh, what is his vocation story? Maybe you could share a little bit about that with us
0: well um you know each of us uh, each of us has a, actually our own really unique vocation story and um, and as, as outsiders you know really we we just see the end result of that uh, that interior calling um, that you know God speaking to our heart um, but we've really seen uh, a lot of changes in him um, from a high school student you know he was he was he was a very active high school student. Um, he helped her at home. He attended school in Phillips. Ran track and cross country. Um, was really active in FFA, um, and and he was accepted into the IHM Seminary in Winona, Minnesota, after uh, the fall after he graduated. And so, we really saw the change in him from that from that young man. Um, you know, who was kind of seeking a direction in his life. To um, to the really confident, faithful young man that we see today, and, and are so very proud of. Um, and as I look at that end result, also, um, we've really appreciated um, his willingness to to share his seminary experiences with us, and uh, and through that generosity, um, our family has 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 grown in our faith. Um, he, specifically, he, he invited us to attend family weekends every fall while he was in Winona. Um, we cooked meals for his Duke and Alton team. We've hosted a number of his brother seminarians at the ranch for holidays and summer breaks. And we've spent countless hours hearing stories of their their pranking and their mishaps and their adventures. <laughs> so I would say most of what was shared around our kitchen table was laughter. <laughs> And
2: I think that's great because, um, you were able to just give them, you know, I suppose going to seminary, that's a stress in itself. That's hard work. And Uh when they could come to your, um, your kitchen table and sit and laugh and share moments and just be, be wonderful just together. I think that that's a gift that you gave them back, even though I know it probably felt like they were giving you a gift just being there. You know,
0: it, it did it it, um, it it really inspired us. Just seeing seeing the joy, um, you know, whether it was the, the Duke and Alton teams that, and, and and we knew that they were tired. You know, they they were going from, from parish to parish, but they could still uh, they could still sit around and, and laugh about things that happened and and uh, and be joyful and in being together. And uh, and that that was that was something that um, that we were. Uh, really
1: so happy to uh, have a part in. Nina, they say that one of the biggest obstacles that uh, young men, young women face in in uh, making a decision about a vocation is, is what is their family going to say? And do you remember that moment uh, when he, you know, Father Zane said, I-, I think God's calling me to the priesthood.
0: You know, we've, we've been very encouraging, um, and, uh, um, yeah, when he, when he decided to go, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about, um, the advantages and, um, and just, uh, yeah, but let him just go on out and, and, uh, and try things and, um, you know, spend some you were time, se- uh, secretly dancing the in the back room. <laughs> well, okay, um maybe a
1: little
0: bit <laughs> um,
2: okay. and that's good, that's good that yeah. there was some there was rejoicing. I mean with every major decision, it doesn't matter if it's a becoming a priest or a nun or getting married or or you know the decision to stay single in the world. I mean, with that comes rejoicing and kind of a little bit of fear, like what's coming next so oh, for
0: sure. And,
2: and I, you know, our, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I think that having a, uh, I mean, I know you, I know you and Steve, and you're strong Catholics, and having that support system for Father Zane and for your girls, I mean, that's critical for the success of their, of their vocation journey. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and when I say that, and when I say that we rejoice, it, it was just, it was so nice that they, uh. Um, that we, that we knew he was, that he was going to a good place and, and he was going to have a chance to, uh, to spend some time with the Lord and, and, and do the, do the schoolwork and, uh, just kind of a total package there. You know, we just, we just really felt comfortable, Um that he was, that he was going to be in a good place and, and whatever he discerned from there, you know, was, was going to be okay with us, you know, because we knew he was going to, He was going to grow,
2: and uh, it was all going to be great. Yeah, well, that's great, Nina. Um, So we are going to take a quick break, but we will be back to talk more with Nina Peckren about her son, Father Zane Peckren's journey to the seminary and to his ordination. Stay with us. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of our priests. Through them, we experience your presence in the sacraments. Help them to be strong in their vocation. Set their souls on fire with love for your people. Grant them the wisdom, understanding, and strength they need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Each week, Real Presence Radio honors a priest in our listening area with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Nominate your priest at realpresenceradio.com and tune in to hear more about these holy men of God.
3: Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however, and I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname, but I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site. List them there and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things
1: happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. We are here speaking with Nina Peckron about her son, Father Zane. And uh, just before the break, we started to talk a little bit about his... Uh, your, your comfort with him going to seminary, and uh, maybe you could share a little bit more about his journey to seminary and how that impacted you personally.
0: So, um, I would say, you know, there's probably been three major impacts to our family um, from his journey to the seminary. Um, and the first thing that we really noticed was his willingness to witness to the Catholic faith. Um, with him, um, we started praying before meals and restaurants. That was something very new to us. And I'll be honest, the first time or two, it really felt awkward, but it doesn't anymore. Um, I also remember the first family weekend that we went to. We were outside waiting for the annual 5K run to start. There were quite a few seminarians who were planning to run that day, and they walked out of the building in fluorescent yellow shirts. You could not miss the seminarians. <laughs> and before that race, they all knelt on the street and prayed together for a safe run. And I remember thinking, I was so inspired by their courage um, and, and, and their faith, too, but just their, their willingness to be, to be out there and be and be open to, to the faith. Um, secondly, they um, has shared a lot of his knowledge with us. Um, we've... You know, we've had discussions on on some of his Bible classes and uh, you know some of his theology classes. Although I don't really understand a lot of that, um, some of the best conversations we had centered around uh, his travels to foreign places. Um, my favorites were those um, from his trip to World East Day in Poland, and uh, also from his trip to the Holy Land. We've had some great discussions on the same. Um, we've shared books and movies. Um, it's, it's been great to have um, to have that shared interest and and for us it, it seemed like the more the more we learned about our Catholic faith, the more we wanted to learn um, through his through his sharing with us with his knowledge uh, really sparked an interest on our side in wanting to learn more and and thirdly and, and probably, Probably the most important way that his journey has impacted our family is through his example of faithful prayer. Um, you know, Father Zane prays the liturgy of the hours every day. And, um, and, and he's, he's helped us to, uh, to understand and, and, and learn a little bit that, that method of prayer. Um, that also was something that was new to me. Um, but I've, I've grown to love, um, praying the liturgy of the hours. And, uh, though we're not perfect. Um, we to try to spend time in prayer every day. Um, I just find that my day is so much better when when I uh, sit down and take time to give thanks to God.
2: So I know that um, St. Mary's is a very small parish out there in Milesville, and, and even Philip is also small as far as parishes go, but has Father Zane had an impact on those local parishes as he comes home for visits after his ordination, or or even before, as a seminarian? Did he impact the parish in any way?
0: Uh, you know, he he really did. Um, one of the things we've we've just been uh, in awe over the the generosity of the the people in in the parishes of St Mary's and Sacred Heart and. St. William's and Our Lady of Victory in Carroca, our Knights of Columbus, um, so many people um, touched his life with cards and and, and gifts and food and, and, and then he in turn turned around and touched their lives with his um, letters back and letters of encouragement to them and, and prayers. And I, I think that they they knew that they could, um, you know, go to him and um, and ask for for prayers for individual things, and, and that he would that he would offer that up. Um, I know after after his ordination, I talked with so many people who, they would come up and say, "Oh yeah, I, I knew Father Zane from this," or "Or I've been praying for Father Zane." I mean, there were people from all over the diocese that had met him at different events, or. Or something, and and they were they were offering a sacrifice from their life um, for his priesthood. So um, it was so humbling and and uh, and awesome to to see the the people of the diocese uh, reach out to him.
1: You know, one of the conversations that we had before the break, and we were talking about um, just youth ministry and and vocation work going hand in hand, and this conversation of. Uh, you know, sometimes a a family, sometimes the parents are the biggest obstacle to a young man saying yes to the priesthood. We've always tried to in at least the, around the diocese, we've always tried to figure out what what is that, what's at the root of that? And you know being a father, I think uh, what we've nailed it down to is you know will my child be happy? Will my child be happy? And so I don't know if you can speak to that. Uh, is Father Zane happy? Is he happy in in this uh, call that that the Lord has brought him to you?
0: You know, he appears to be very happy. Um, I know he's um, he's he's really really growing um, growing into the priesthood. You know, he's um, I, I see him um, uh, really reaching out to uh, those people who are. Who are sick in the hospitals, and I, I know that he's he's done some um, uh, some work there. You know, um, it, it's been so hard with the COVID, um, but uh, but not being afraid, and and uh, and knowing the importance of, of reaching out to people who are who are sick, or uh, you know, who may be at their end of life, um, and uh, and then that's that's, that's really. It's amazing to uh, uh, to see him um, wanting to serve others and, and so in that yes I, I certainly I certainly think he is happy and and uh, yeah he, he still has some hobbies and so uh, uh, keeps himself busy yet
2: yeah well i um I just have to say that he's one of the few priests that i know that show up in cowboy boots and i i think that i love that he keeps i guess part of his past with him at all time you know he's he's a I i can imagine like at branding time how branding at your house just must be really different than the rest of the neighborhood because you know <laughs> there's a priest there and you know you you start the branding in prayer and you can you know all these options that you maybe aren't available to other families so can you maybe speak to how now that he has been ordained now that he is a priest how he still benefits your family and and you and you know in a way that um, you know you you maybe never saw coming when you know because and it's true a family answers the call to the vocation just as much as the as the young man does and the journey that he has taken you on through his time in seminary and now that he's ordained, there has to have been some blessings that you never imagined that are there, ever-present in your family now.
0: You know, at, at one time I, I thought, uh, actually, that we were the ones that were gaining more than than, than he was. And I, and I know that's, that's not true, but, I, you know, I just saw uh, how much our family was... Was growing from this whole situation, and um, it, it's just been—it's been such an incredible blessing. Um, and, and you know, just just having him, just having him be home, and, uh, and 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 seeing him uh, interact with other people. And, and you're right, you know, he comes home, and he and he ropes calves, and he rides horses, and and uh, and he helps us do things here at home. And he's always—he's always. He's always uh, has that opportunity to, to influence somebody. Uh, somebody will ask a question and, and, he, and he'll, he'll give an answer. And so he's, you know, he's just, he's constantly witnessing to Christ in, in all that he does. And so it's, it's not just us anymore. Um, you know, it, when he was ordained as a transitional deacon, that was, that was one of my thoughts there is that, wow, he doesn't, he doesn't belong to us anymore. Um, he he belongs to to he belongs to God, and uh, and that's where I really really see um, where I really see that is is uh, the neighbors that come. You know, they have they have that opportunity to uh, to uh, to contact Christ um, as they ask him questions and interact.
2: Well, there is. Um, you made a beautiful comment last year at the spiritual motherhood retreat about. Priests being diamonds, um, reflecting back. I, I I don't remember the exact wording that you
0: used. Do you remember? I hope you remember. <laughs> uh, it's Just talking about um, all of the, all of the different talents that people have, and and, and, and talents are are in uh, kind of in cowboy things, you know, roping, and he's he's actually really proficient with a bull whip, um, but uh, his his. Him and his brother seminaries, they were all they were all there in a common place, but, but they all had their unique gifts and talents. And, and, and thinking of, of all of us as a diamond, the um, those gifts and talents reflect back another little uh, facet to different people. And, and so, you know, perhaps it's the perhaps it's the ranch aspect that enables Zane to uh, to reach out to somebody and and have something in common, uh, and to another person it might have been his uh, history with cross country and running um, uh, that enables him to uh, to uh, connect with uh, with another person.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nina, for being here with us today. We appreciate you taking time out of your day and sharing. Father Zane's vocation story and the impact that he had on your family and on the, the diocese and community at, at large. So thank you so much for, for everything you do and for answering thank you, Nina. the call that a mom has to <laughs> answer when her son says, I'm going to be a
0: priest. Well, thank you very much for inviting me.
2: Yeah.
1: Excellent. Well, uh, what does the word evangelist make you think of? Uh, Maybe the great apostles and saints come to mind. It's definitely uh, not me. (laughs) It is you. Do you know that you are called to be an evangelist? What? Every single one of us. And I'm hoping that we dive into that next on Real Presence Live.
2: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live